Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I have a message that I believe is from the Lord. And, uh, you know, I've been praying and asking the Lord to really help me deliver in a way that He wants it to be delivered. Uh, and, uh, you know, in fact, the Lord has been speaking. And, uh, uh, and uh, in fact, He's preparing in my heart, um, not just one, but, you know, at least four messages now, including this one. Uh, and in the coming weeks, or whenever I get an opportunity to preach, because at the same time, we also want to raise up uh, our new people, new preachers in the house. So maybe, you know, it'll, it'll be a while uh, before you'll see me preach again. Uh, but I definitely uh, feel led by the Holy Spirit uh, to, you know, tackle some, some heart issues. Uh, you know, we live in a world where, you know, everything uh, has become so convenient. Uh, and sometimes when things become convenient, uh, we, we lose gratitude for it. Uh, we take it for granted. How, how many understand uh, what I'm saying? And, you know, there is a passage of Scripture when people were asking Jesus, was it okay to pay taxes? You know, and Jesus replied, you know, look at the coin. Whose image is on it? They say it's printed as Caesar, you know, Caesar, the, the Roman emperor. And then Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. And that statement was so much more than just about paying taxes. It, it was about honor. It's about honor. In other words, honor your earthly commitments. You know, pay your taxes, do what is responsible, but don't forsake honoring God. And I've been feeling, you know, uh, prompted by the Holy Spirit that as things are becoming, you know, more convenient, including church, uh, that while we enjoy, you know, the, the benefit of doing church online, and, you know, as a result of streaming our church services, and even right now there could be people from different parts of UK tuning in. Hello, our brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, as a result, we now have our online homes. And, and just last week when we had homes, you know, we, had, we were doing homes with people in Nottingham. We were doing homes with people in Devon. Some of you are probably thinking, Devon, what, what's, what's that place? You know, you know, is it Devon? No, 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 that's, that's somebody else. You know, and, and you know, Devon and, and we, you know, different parts, Milton Keynes and etc. And, and it's great. It's, it's technology, it's a blessing. But the danger is that after a while, uh, we can take it for granted. And especially in the uncertain times that we're living in, um, you know, everybody seems to have an opinion. And after a while, people start going like, you know what, you know, why, why even bother with church anymore? You know, why don't we just you no know, watch online? Why don't we just put a pause to church? And, and this is where I feel the Holy Spirit remind us as a church, as a community of faith, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. Honor Him in the way that He deserves to be honored. And, and, and as a result, I feel the Lord begin to brew within me, you know, a few messages, you know, and, and, and so today I want to talk to us about church. I want to take this opportunity uh, to, to, to get back into the heart of the issue and to remind us again, uh, you know, the, in the heart uh, of the issue of why we do what we do. 
Because it's so important. You know, sometimes when we're just enjoying the benefits of something, it's, it's so easy to forget uh, the, the price that had to be paid for that to happen. And sometimes when we forget the, the why, we can take the what for granted. And so I want to bring us to that place of, of knowing how to start the year right by honoring God with the honor that He deserves to be honored. Amen? And in the coming weeks, you have had the opportunity. I want to talk to us about purpose. I want to talk to us about evangelism. And I want to talk to us about discipleship. So that's at least the four things that I feel the Lord has been brewing in me. But, but that's in the future. Today, I want to preach to us this message. And so if you're taking down notes... If you're taking down notes, amen, write this down. The title of today's message is called The Pros and Cons of Church. The Pros and Cons of Church. Amen. I think, uh, the, the, I think those tuning online will probably get the, the title, but those watching live, don't worry. You know, the, the, the projector is just warming up. It's just warming up. Amen. And I hope that you're warming up. Amen. And uh, to help us warm up, why don't we pray? Lord, we're about to dive into your word. And today, we want to hear you speak. We want to know your word. We want to let your word speak. God, we invite your word to come alive and, and let it jump out of the pages of our Bibles and come into our hearts. Lord, today, we're not here for more information, but we desire transformation. So change us from the inside out so that we become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, the pros and cons of church. All right, it's fleshed up now. You know, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, um, you know, we have this powerful reminder by the author of Hebrews. And I'm going to read for us from the NIV version. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, amen, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And this is a reminder from God's word to not give up gathering together. And, and as you can see that, you know, this, this, this problem that we have with, with human comfort, uh, uh, with, you know, opinions on, on should we or should we not gather? It's, it's, it's not a new thing. It, it's, it's a flesh thing. And, 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 if we, and, and if I can help us to tackle it today, and I hope to, like the scripture that we just read, I hope to tackle it with encouragement. So this is not, you know, just because I'm a pastor, this is not some membership drive, this is not some indoctrination Sunday. I'm not here to, to, to tell you. I'm, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm not here to scold you. I'm here to encourage you through the Word of God why it is good for us together. And I know that the title might be called The Pros and Cons of Church, but it's all good. It's all going to be good and you're going to understand in a while. And you can see here that even back then, people were struggling. And, and this was written to a time when people were going through actual persecution. And today, we're not living in that kind of time yet. But back then, getting together, they were at the risk of being arrested, at the risk of being tortured, at the risk of being thrown into jail. And yet, what did their pastor, what did their leader say to them? Don't give up meeting. Even though some in our midst, even though some of your friends are of the opinion, are saying that we should just stop it. 
Because it says here, as they have been in the habit of doing. And so, friends, maybe this is a prophetic word for us today. If you have had, unknowingly, made it a habit to see church as optional, this is a word of encouragement for you. Stop it. This is not how God wants you to live. And, 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 and God is saying that maybe this year, it's time to start new habits. And maybe in the past, you had the habit of not gathering, the habit of seeing the things of God as optional. This year, I pray that God will create within you a new habit. Amen? A habit that says that I want to put God first. I want to honor God the way He deserves to be honored. I want to give to God what belongs to God. Amen? And as you can see, the, the coming together was for you know encouraging each other. And it's, it's, it's for love and it's for doing good works, especially even more. It says even more when you see the day approaching. This is not talking about daylight. This is talking about the day of the Lord. You know, they were preaching like, even as you see, you know, war and, and, and different rumors of war, as if like the world is going to end. Even as the world looks like it's ending, in other words, even as that day, capital D, judgment day, even as that big D day looks like it's coming... Don't give up meeting. Wow. Don't give up meeting. You know, and, and I believe that this is a word for us today. In other words, they're saying that, look, that there is power when God's people come together. And, and even on a superficial level, let me ask you this, those of you who are working, right? Maybe now that you have to work back in the office again. Uh, and I'm not sure, you know, because different people are in different careers. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, but when your boss comes walking behind your table. Do you act more busy or do you act less busy? You know what I'm saying? No, do you, do, do, do you act, do you go like, oh, my boss is coming uh, and this is the time I will scroll on social media. No, no. That's where you, you sit upright, right? And that's on a very superficial level. How is it that we can give our bosses that kind of honor? But when it comes to God, as we see the day approaching, shouldn't we Christians, at least on a superficial level, as we see possibility, oh no, you know, the world, because you know, every generation feels like they are the last generation, right? Every generation feels like the world's ending, I'm sure. You know, the, the generation that lived through World War I felt like this is it, this is it, until World War II happened. Then World War II people go like, this is it, this is it, and, and, and until today, right? And then maybe for some of us, we saw the pandemic go like, this is it, this is it. And, and, and the author of Hebrews is saying that when you feel like this is it, don't give up meeting. Amen? If we on a very superficial level can give our bosses busy honor, what more God? What more God? Amen? You know, if, if, if Jesus is indeed coming back soon, shouldn't we be more busy doing His work? Amen? And I hope that, of course, we're not just busy for busy's sake, uh, but, but actually busy with His work. But I don't want you to, again, take it from me. Let's, let's, let's go to Jesus. Can I turn you to another scripture? Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 19. And I want to get into church, and I, I want to bring us to the first time the word church was mentioned. And it was mentioned by no other person but Jesus. And we want to hear from Jesus' mouth, you know, what his vision for the church is. 
and how we as His modern-day church can best reflect that vision. Amen? Praise God. So Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 19. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. Praise God. And we'll read together. Is that okay? Matthew 16, 13 and 19 says this. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? You see, Jesus was going around teaching and performing miracles. And, and people were going like, you know, it's, it's who, who is this? You know, is he the, the, the chosen one? Or, or is he one of the prophets of old, somehow you know, resurrected and, and walking in our midst again? Who is this guy? And so Jesus was kind of, of course, know that there was a mystery around his identity. Started asking the people around, so, so okay, those are other people's opinion, but who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And that's the first time church is mentioned. Amen. And the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. So, this is what church is. Amen. And so I have, uh, to help us unpack this. I know some of you are just reading this. Don't worry, we will unpack it. To help us unpack it, i got three points for us to ponder upon. Three points for us to, to be reminded of what really is church about and what this scripture means. And let's go. Point number one is this. Church is, remember, okay, it's about to get a bit punny because the title is called Pros and Cons of Church, right? So church is pro-claiming the good news and confessing that Christ is Lord. Okay? That's why I say it's all good. Pros and cons, it's all good. Alright? So what is church? What is church? What is Jesus' original design for church? It is about proclaiming the good news and confessing that Christ is Lord. You see that Jesus says, Peter, you got it. Peter, ding, 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 ding. Give this man a prize. And guess what? The prize is this. Upon this confession, upon this rock even of confession, I will build my church. So when we say let's gather for church, what is, when I say church, of course, I'm not just talking about physical church. I'm talking about church, you know, online church, physical church, small church, aka homes, prayer meeting, the praying church, 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 every church. Amen. Every time we gather in the name of Jesus, that's church. Amen. And, and do you see that it, it, the gathering, the gathering of believers, the church of God is gathered around confession. You see, the church was not built on, oh, upon your good works, I will build my church. Upon your knowledge, I will build my church. 
Upon your good behaviour, I will build my church. No, no, no. Upon your confession. Your confession. In other words, when we gather together, church is a place where we proclaim the good news and confess that Christ is Lord. What do you mean by proclaim? It means that to, 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 to tell it out loud, to shout it out loud. The good news. The good news of salvation. That, hey, friends, we don't need to be afraid anymore. Once we were sinners, now we are saved. That's what we do when we gather to, to remind each other because you know what's the, one of the biggest human problems? Forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. How many of you have been a victim of that human problem before? Amen? Forgetfulness. One time, I, I, I was hit by the demon of forgetfulness so bad, I use the word demon loosely, that I was asking Pastor Kat, where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? And she says, you're wearing them. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. I was panicking. You know, and don't raise your hand if that's happened to you. We forget. And so when we gather, God is saying that you need to be reminded of this statement of faith. You need to remember that I'm the son of God. You need to remember this. And every time you gather, remind each other, proclaim it, sing it, declare it, pray it, preach it. But remind each other, proclaim. Because it's so easy for us. You know, right now we are just starting 2022, but some of us we're starting to forget that all the miracles, all the testimonies that God brought you to in 2021. Yeah. Amen? And God is in there, proclaim it. Proclaim. Tell each other again the good news. Friends, we have good news. We are saved. Oh, we are not condemned. We are saved. Amen? The good news of freedom. Friends, we have freedom. Freedom from sin. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from, from everything that, that wants to rob us from our lives. We have healing in the name of Jesus. Amen? And, and, and when we come together, we're proclaiming that. You know, when, when we pray, you know, we love praying together as a church. When we pray, we're not professing the problem. We're proclaiming the good news. Amen? We're bringing that problem to God. We're saying that, yep, I might have a sickness in my body, but I now proclaim healing in the name of Jesus. I'm reminding each other, brother, you know, I know you have a pain in your body, but I want to pray this over you. And in prayer, remind you indirectly that our God heals. Amen? You know, it's a place where we proclaim victory. Amen? And we need to do this because otherwise we forget. And in church, when we gather, it's also a place of confession. What we're saying that, yep, I believe this. And not only I believe this, I practice this. Do you know that, you know, the, 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 what God, you know, if you've been following our teaching and preaching, you know that we, this year, the theme is, you know, based on Daniel chapter 3, our God is able uh, and He will. And, and that statement of faith, our God is able, able to save us, able to heal, able to deliver us, amen, and He will. All of that was spoken out of a place of persecution. And do you know what, what God, you know, Daniel's three friends persecuted? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Do you know what got them persecuted? Was it their talking that got them persecuted? It was their living. It was their living. They didn't talk a good game. They lived it out. And when they saw these people were living differently, they said, let's get them. Let's get them. Amen? And do you know what's the best way we can confess? With our actions. With our actions. Because how many know that it's one thing to say, I love you. 
it's another to actually show it. Amen? Or let me put it into more raw terms. Have you gone out for a, a group meal together? I know in church we love fellowshipping over meals. Then someone very kindly say, oh, let me pay first. Because, you know, my credit card gives me some cash back. No, no problem. And then the whole table confesses. I will pay you back. Ooh, is it, is it painful now? Which is more powerful? I will pay you back or the money actually coming back to you? Which one? Saying it or action? As I'm saying this, if, you, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you, you owe anyone any meal from last week, please pay back. Amen? Saying it and doing it. Which is more powerful? Doing it. How do we best confess when we live it out? Friends, when you begin to prioritize church, do you know that that's one of the best ways to preach the gospel? Because you're actually showing your friends that, hey, I, I believe in this so much that I live differently. Let, let's just use kind of like, you know, a, a, a church. Let's just use physical church as an example. Let's just talk about this, you know, Two hours. If you just join us for service, it's two hours. If you're serving, you know, you probably spend, you know, maybe six hours on a Sunday for the Lord. Right? If you just come and join us for service, it's just two hours. Do you know that even coming for two hours, just even making it a priority, honoring God in that way, do you know that that, that action is confessing to the people around you that, hey, I, I, I believe in God so much that I will give up time to seek Him. I will make time to seek Him. You know, some of our friends who are so into working out, no matter how busy they are, they will go to the gym. In fact, some people, during lunchtime, they go to the gym. Right? Why? It's important to them. So when you, when you come, when you prioritize church, when you, when you, you know, realize that, hey, just like the author Hebrew says, do not give up the gathering together. And Jesus' original plan for the church was a place of, of, of confessing faith. Then do you know that by coming, you're confessing to the world around you what you believe in. I believe that my God is worth giving up my time for. And when you do that, do you know what you're saying? You're saying, in other words, you're also confessing that, that I am not the Lord of my time, God is. And, and, and you know, when you do that, you know, uh, you are, you know, I, I wrote here, when we gather for church every week, we are also confessing in our seizing that we have a God that we can rest in. You see, a lot of people go like, no, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Right? I'm too busy for homes, I'm too busy for prayer meeting, I'm too busy to serve, I'm too busy for, for whatever. Busy, 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 busy. Now, I'm not saying that you, we don't have responsibilities. But when you, when you choose to cease from your busyness, you, what you're saying is that I serve a God who I can rest in. If you're always busy, 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 it means that your God cannot give you rest. Because, you know, a God who can give you rest is also a God who can get it done. And so when you begin to, 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 to prioritize, you know, uh, uh, stops in your life. You know, how many know that, you know, we always say, oh, this year, you know, for some people, it's like, I want to say yes more. Good on you. For some people, it's I want to say no more. And, and sometimes it's important for us to say no to the wrong, to the right things. 
Amen? Uh, uh, sorry, say no to the wrong thing. Sorry, <laughs> say yes to the right things. Just testing to see whether you're, you're still awake. And, and, and that's so important. And, and church is one of those examples. When we begin to seize from our business, seize from our own right to have, you know, our, I don't know, brunch or meet up with friends or our extra hour of sleeping in. I'm not saying that sleep is not precious, but when you, when you stop to do that, you're saying that, hey, God can give me more rest than this one extra, two extra, five extra hour of sleep can ever give me. And I'm, I'm trying to be encouraging here because I know some of us here, we live busy lives and some of us here, we, we really go the extra mile to travel to get here. And you might feel like, man, it's tiring. I don't think I can keep it up. You know, don't you realize, Pastor, it's such a sacrifice for me. And I want to encourage you with this statement before I move on to point number two. Time set aside for church might seem a lot. But so was the five loaves and two fish to the small boy. It was his entire lunch. Yet when surrendered, miracles began to happen. You might feel like, oh, church, oh, commitment, oh, why did I even come to church today? I didn't want this message. Can't you just say, no, Jesus loves me? Jesus does love you. Do you love him? And, and you, you might feel like, but it's so hard to give up. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not. But I'm saying that whatever it is that you feel like it's hard to give up, once you surrender that to God, so much more, so much more can come out of that. Miracles, breakthrough, testimonies. Amen? So come on, never forget, amen, that church is a place where we proclaim the good news. Amen? And we confess that Christ is Lord. When we come, we're actually doing that, right? You know, you, you, don't, don't say that. I, I want people to know that I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I believe in and I follow Jesus. Well, we'll come to church. Because by doing that, faithfully, you are telling people, this is my priority. This is my, my non-compromise. This is, you know, my place of rest. This is my worship. This is my confidence. Amen? Praise God. Point number two is this. What else is church? Church is prophesying heaven on earth and connecting others to that reality. This is the second pro and con of church. It's a prophesying heaven on earth and connecting others to that reality. You see, Jesus' plan in Matthew 16 was this, right? On this confession, I will build my church and I give you now the keys to heaven. And what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What, is bound, what you lose in heaven will be loose. In other words, the church is, is, is meant to mirror heaven. And when we come together, you know, church is a place where we are saying that, hey, let's prophesy. You know, prophesy means let's declare what God has already spoken. Even though we can't see it yet. Let's prophesy heaven on earth. And let's connect people to that reality. You know, the, the book of Acts, you know, the people, when the church first started in the book of Acts, when it started to multiply, and they were doing this. They started to, 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 to give all that they had. They started to share all that they had. Do you know why? Because they started to prophesy heaven on earth. Do you know what heaven doesn't need? Our money. And so what they did, they said, hey, if, 
if, you know, if we can't bring our money to heaven, we might as well bring, you know, heaven to earth with our money. And so let's begin to share all that we have. You know, because you know what else that's not, not going to be in heaven? There's not going to be hunger. There's not going to be famine. But what is there right now? There is hunger. There is famine. What is in my hand that, that, that has no place in heaven? Money. So let me use this money so that earth mirrors heaven. So that, so that, you know, the blessings of God can be loose from heaven and then it's loose on earth. Do you, do you see what church, church friends, is a place of power. It's a place of power and powerful living. It's a place of future living. If you ever want to be cutting edge, come to church. This is real cutting edge. This is not about being trendy or wearing modern. This is not NFTs or whatever. This is about, you know, living like, no, how does, how's the future going to look like? The future will be one day we see God face to face and all our money is going to mean nothing. And what did Jesus say is, don't store up yourself, you know, uh, uh, store up yourself instead treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy. So what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it, I'm going to spread it because I'm going to live the heaven life now. Amen? That's prophesying heaven on earth. And so when we come to, together for church, we're not ignoring or denying our problems, we're bringing our problems to God. We're saying that, look, I, I do have a problem, but you know what? I'm going to prophesy. You see, church is also not, as I'm saying this, prophesy heaven on earth. I'm not saying that church is, is like this perfect museum of perfect people. Okay? Where everybody's on display. Look at how perfect I am. No! You know, church is a place where, where the broken and, and the still are on the journey, still work in progress, people come together and prophesy over each other, hey, this will not be our final destination. I might be in pain now, but there will come a day, and that's why sometimes in church we sing, oh, happy day, happy day, right? One day we will stand in that place, earthly pain will finally cease. What we do, we're prophesying, that will come. We're praying from a perspective of like, I declare, no pain will cease. I know you're in pain right now brother sister i know maybe you just broke up maybe you just lost your job maybe your loved one just died maybe you're 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 wrestling with anxiety but friends this is not your final destination i prophesy healing i prophesy breakthrough theologians call the kingdom of god the now and the not yet do you understand that has jesus come yes is god moving now yes but is the move fully revealed? Not yet. One day he will come back in full glory and power as King Jesus. But, but has he already, you know, has the battle already been won? Like the song that we sang, I know the battle's won, but I'm waiting for change to come. That's, that's, that's the tension of the Christian walk. The now and the not yet. And when we gather together for church, we're prophesying, hey, in now, the not yet will come. Amen? And so friends, you might have a lack right now, you might have a pain right now, but I declare, I prophesy that one day there will be no more pain. And I prophesy, you know, that, that you might be right now addicted, but friends, I declare freedom in the name of Jesus. That's what church is. It's not for us to display how good we are. It's for us to be open about our brokenness, but not judge you see, church is not a place of judgment. 
That's why a lot of people, people think that, oh, you know, tell people, you know, they're sinners. No, 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 no. Don't tell people they're sinners. Prophesy that they can be saved. That's what preaching is. You might be a sinner today, but the Bible says you can be saved. You might be spiritually dead, but the Bible says you will be made alive. Amen? And so church is a place where, you know, do you know why church becomes this pseudo-boring museum of perfect people? Because we think it's a place of judgment. No, this is a place of prophecy. This is a place of power. And when we come together, we're opening our eyes and say, I'm, I'm so imperfect. And it was there to encourage each other and say, yeah, but one day you will be perfected. One way this, this thorn by your side will be removed forever, ever more. And until that day, we're going to stand with you, brother. We're going to stand with you, sister. We're going to continue to speak life. We're going to prophesy heaven on earth because Jesus says, that's my church. Amen? In fact, the, the message version of verse 19 says this, that you will have un, unlimited access to the things of heaven. Amen? You know, it's just summarizing, you know, you'll be given the keys to heaven, whatever you lose on earth will be, well, you know, whatever you lose in heaven will be lose on earth, whatever you bound in earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, it's just you will have, you have absolute access to the supernatural things of God. And friends, let us never lose that. When we come to church, let it never be, oh, no, say more, say more. No, 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 this is a place of power. And that's why even in some of the most persecuted nations, people still gather for church. Why? Because there's power. There's power. Amen? As I'm saying this, I'm also not, not saying, you know, people watching online, oh, there's no power. No, there's power. Amen? But it's, it's our attitude. Right? Because even, and, and we've, we've had a season where we did church online. And, and your attitude will determine whether that was powerful or not. If you rolled off your bed with bed hair and just kind of sipping your coffee on the bed and just kind of flipping and go like, yeah, sing, Sam, sing. Do you know that there's no power in the worship that day? Right? You know, maybe I'm just saying that some of us are laughing nervously because maybe you go like, ooh, ouch, that was me. Right? But if you come up prepared and then you don't just watch church, you worship along. That's where power happens. So, you know, it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and another important thing is this, it's about connecting people to that reality. Church is a place where we connect people. Oh, should I bring my friends to church? Yes! Because that's where we connect people to that reality. Do you know that there, there are people in, in the world, do you, let's just pause for a while and let's just, can we just appreciate what a God thing that we have? Right? Sometimes we, again, we, we, we forget. Okay? Can, you can I tell you what a heaven on earth thing for, for people to just, just the espresso team. Just the espresso team itself. Do you know that it's supernatural? It's, it's heaven on earth for people to go like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my time you know, I, I'm a high-flying career lady woman, you know, because, you know, all, all our, our, you know, uh, most, I would say all, but most of the people serving on Expresso are, are ladies and they're all like, you know, amazing, either, you know, career-wise or, you know, all in the marketplace making a difference. It's, it's amazing. And, and these are people that go, like, you know what, I'm really respected Monday to Friday, but I'm going to use my precious Saturdays 
to go shopping, to go researching how to bake the best tasting cookies and 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 you know uh, you know ham and feta bites. I'm just looking at the back uh, and and you know um, you know cake batter uh, thingamabobs. I'm going to research, I'm going to do that, I'm going to bake it, and I'm going to bring it. I'm just going to let people enjoy it, even if I don't get to eat any. And even if nobody comes to thank me, I'm just going to share it. Do you know how ridiculously out of this world that is? And yet we experience that every Sunday, every homes, every time we gather... There is something we take for granted. The, the, the world says family looks after family. And if you're not family, what's in it for me? Right? If you're not family, yeah, I'll help you. But what's in it for me? Would you go out with me? Right? And that's how some guys get their numbers. Okay, I'll help you. But you know, I, I've seen sometimes I go shopping. Literally, people go like, can you help me with that thing? Yeah, sure. By the way, can I have your number? And I go like, wow, Okay. In church, that doesn't happen. <laughs> in church, it's just like heaven on earth. People are just helping each other and they're not even related. Our only relation is Jesus. What's that? That's future living. That's heaven living. That's prophesying heaven on earth. And don't you want to connect people to this? There's so many people living in our world today that, that feel alone and lost in the great city of London, Bristol, Edinburgh, Cambridge, the UK. I'm just naming all the places that people could be watching from. And, and do you know that, that, that loneliness is a real issue? And yet, we have a place where, hey, you're not my family, but God says you are. And so, come on here. Come on here. Come into my house. Come, let's have a meal together. Let's, let's come, let's do life together. Come, let me pray for you. Do you know how... He, how great of a miracle that is? Do you know how much healing that can bring? Do you know how much joy that can bring? Do you know how much peace that can bring? And friends, we have an opportunity to connect people to that every week. So let's do that. Amen? I wrote here, prophesy heaven on earth and connecting others to that reality is also helping others and ourselves to see our situations based on God's love and not see God's love based on our situations. I'm going to say that one more time. It's helping others and yourself to see your current situation, whatever it is, usually bad, but to see it through God's love and not to see God's love through our situations. Because the prophetic thing is this, God loves us and He's coming back. And, and, and while there is some healing today, God will come back with full healing. While there is some victory today, God will come back with full victory. While there is some breakthrough and miracles today, God will come back with full breakthrough and miracle. So friends, whatever you're going through, process it with God's love. Otherwise, people will, you know, if they don't, I am not connected to that reality. They'll start going like, I don't think God really loves me, you know, because uh, if there is a God, you know, why did He put me to study in London? Such a cold place. But when you bring people and connect them to the reality of God in church, they go like, wow, thank God 
Thank God you sent me to London so I can experience this family of God. You understand what I'm saying? Amen? Friends, we, we have a, such, a, such a powerful thing we can do. Amen? Point number three. Okay, I know I'm, I'm not talking a bit too much, so I hope you guys are okay. I hope you guys are receiving something. Amen? If you are, can I hear a good amen? amen? Point number three. Last pun. Church is provided by Jesus and contributed by us. It's provided by Jesus. Jesus says, upon this rock, you will build a church? No, I will build my church. The church is God's idea. The church is Jesus' idea. The church is, is Jesus' craftsmanship. It is, it is provided, it is established by Jesus, but expanded by us. And so, that, that's, that's why we cannot forsake gathering together because it is God's idea. You know, I'm not here preaching this to, you know, we're not creating a brand. There's no, there's no. Nobody cares about that. I just want the name of Jesus. I just want the love of Jesus. I want the true story of Jesus to be known by everyone. And that's what the church is for. It is established by God. And, it, and God invites us to participate. Amen? God invites us. And if I can use this imperfect example, it's an imperfect example, but I'll, I'll use it, right? So with the world that we're living in right now, right? Uh, there's a vaccine, right? I know I don't want to get into specifics, you know, because, you know, we have a lot of scientists here. And then you, if, I, if I say... The vaccine is the solution. Some of you go like, mm, actually, uh, uh, you need a booster. Okay, sure, yeah. Let's say hypothetically, they finally found a cure. Hypothetically, right? Now we have an imperfect cure. It's a vaccine. But one day, maybe a perfect cure will come. Do you know that even the per once the perfect cure comes, there still needs to be volunteers to roll out that program, Right? There still needs to be people going like, friends, you can trust this. There still needs to be people setting up the, 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 the final vaccination centers and, and standing there going like, hey, please stand this way. Let me take down your number, you know, and let me explain to you what you're about to receive. And, and some of the side effects, but it's okay. The side effects are, are not there or maybe by then no side effects. Amen? You know, I'm just trying to be relevant. So, yeah. And, 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 but how we know that even when that final cure comes, there still needs to be volunteers. And so in other words, Jesus is saying that, hey, salvation is that perfect cure. But we need to be part of that rollout. We need to be part and participating in the rollout of salvation. And Jesus is saying that that's my church. Amen. In fact, you know, Jesus says, I will build my church. And then in Ma from Matthew 16, verse 17 to 19, Jesus says, you, seven times. I will build my church. And, and, and you, I will give you the keys of heaven and what you bind on earth will be loosened. What you loosen, you, 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 and you upon you, seven times. What was that telling us? It's about you. And, and so, friends, church is provided by Jesus, but, but it, is, it is 
It is our responsibility. It is our, I shouldn't even say responsibility. It's our privilege. Do you know that God doesn't need us? God could have used angels to roll out the, the salvation plan. But He chose us. Isn't it? Some of us here, we're looking for jobs. And if one day, you know, you're studying IT, and one day Google says, I'll offer you a job. Friends, I guarantee you, you will take it even before you pray about it. Because you go like, it's Google. How can I say no? Some of you, if Apple offers you a job, you'll be like, you, you say yes, even before finding out what the job is. Could be janitor, you'll be like, it's okay. I can still tell people I work at Apple. I work for Apple. California. Oh, what do you do there? Oh, maintenance. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Web-based maintenance. You didn't tell that's called webs. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. I'm a bit cheesy today, but... See, we, 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 if, if Apple, we'll be there, yes. Google, yes. Facebook, yes. Why? Because these are, the, these are the big names. These are the big names of those industries. Do you know that Jesus is a big name? In fact, Jesus is the biggest name. And, and you know, one of my greatest privileges in life is to be able to be part of God's church. Because for me, for me, I'm not sure about you, but for me, it's as epic as being called into service and called to join. It's, it's, you know, by all these big names. In fact, it's bigger. Because they don't care about our backgrounds. And, says, and Jesus is saying that there's space for you. You see, Tesla might care about your background before they hire you. Apple might care about your background, but Jesus doesn't care about your background. In fact, it says, the more broken, the more I can use you. Because you don't have to stay broken. The more pain, I can use you. Because your pain can be turned into testimony. There are needs only you can see. Help only you can give. And people only you can reach. There's a place for you to serve the church of God. Because there are only needs that you can see. The only problem is when we see those needs, instead of helping, we complain. Friends, maybe, maybe let me speak to, I hope there's not a lot of complainers in church, but if you are, if you walk in here going, I don't know why the worship's like that. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe you can be part of the solution. Maybe you would like to tell us and instead of just tell us what we can do better, maybe you would like to be involved in making it better. If that's you, great. Church is provided by Jesus, contributed by you. The only problem is this. We, we just like to go in and we look at all the weaknesses and we gossip about it and then we walk out. And then we, we don't experience Friends, there's no such thing as a perfect church. When you walk into that perfect church, it immediately becomes imperfect because you just walked in. Right? Because it was already a perfect church, 
You walk in, what? You, you think you're the perfect one. You bring the completion. Oh, it's not perfect because I'm here. No, no, no. Do you see? But, but we live in a world where we go, we're just looking, looking. No, no, no. Don't, don't church hop, church help. The next time, you know, I'm, I'm giving you language. This is not just a lecture to you. This is an encouragement. Because you have people in your life that you know, New Year, they say, say yeah, I want to go to church, but I'm still hopping around. Come on. Don't, there's no such thing as, no, the, nowhere in the Bible does it say church hop. Find me. I, I, no, find, find it and find me and I will give you a thousand pounds. Name it. Nowhere. Nowhere does it say church hop. But you know where it says again and again? Build God's house. Build God's house. Build means that it's incomplete. Build means that it's a work in progress. But just being invited to build is an honor. So don't, 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 don't lose that honor. Don't forsake that honor. Amen? So, you know, let me remind us again, really, that, you know, church is about proclaiming the good news. Every time we come together, let's keep preaching and declaring that Jesus reigns. Amen? The good news. And confessing through our actions everything that Jesus taught us. When we come together, let this be a place of power. Amen? And let's, let's continue to prophesy heaven on earth. If Jesus says that His church has been given the authority to loose and bind things, then, then, then let's start losing and binding. Amen? Let's start prophesying heaven on earth. Let's start connecting people to that reality. Amen? Let's just bring people in and say, that, hey, you don't have to remain the way you are. And we're not here to tell you that you ought to be better. We're here to tell you that you can be better. That's prophesying. Amen? That's not lecturing. That's not self-righteousness. That's prophesying, saying that, hey, I was once broken too, but God has healed me and is still healing me. And it's the progress. It's the process. It's the small steps. And so why don't you come and let's, let's make more small steps together. That's prophesying heaven on earth until heaven actually connects with earth. Amen? And point number three is this. It's provided by Jesus and contributed by us. Maybe before you can contribute, you need to be connected. You see, all these things I say about, about church, you can't experience friends if you're not connected. Right? In X church, we, we, we say that we are a really warm church and I really believe we're one of the warmest, friendliest church in London. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> in the UK, maybe even. But until you are connected, you won't experience that. Amen? Why do you get connected? Amen? Turn to your neighbor and says, are you connected? Amen. I love that earlier on today, Michelle shared from Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to 21, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You see, God has given us the ability to, to, to do these things, to work with God in these things, right? But I love that in verse 21, it says this, to Him be glory in the church. Wow. 
to him. So the full thing is this, now to him who is able to exceedingly, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that already he has deposited in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Do you see how intertwined the church and the things of God are? Amen. We all love you know, Ephesians 3.20, you know, exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. But what is that for? It's to serve the church. It's to be expressed through the church. It's in us, but it's for the church. I believe that all of us here, we can play a part. If, friends, if you're not connected, get connected. Seriously. You know, get connected by coming. You know, get connected by, by joining homes and getting to know people. Get connected by coming on time. There's no way for you to experience the power of worship if you don't come on time, friends. As I'm saying this, I don't know who came late today because I'm always just, you know, facing the front. But, but I'm just saying, friends, you know, I'm, you know what I'm talking about? You know, you're going like, oh, I'm not sure about the worship of this church. Well, <laughs> how should you know? You never come on time. Ooh. Uh, the teaching is not deep enough. Of course, you fall asleep all the time. You never come for homes. You know? Then, then you, you never be part of, of, of the, the extra, the abundantly, exceedingly, above and beyond. So get connected. Amen? Maybe that's a, you know. And then not just get connected. Connect someone to church. If you're already connected, start serving. If you're not serving yet, or if you think that you can't serve, let me, last point, I promise, and now I'll close. You can serve. Maybe not everyone can, can, can play a musical instrument. Fine. Let those that are gifted in that area, serve. If you're gifted in that area, serve. It's common sense. Right? Or serve in baking. Or if you can't bake, but you're good at shopping and making the things you shop look pretty as if like you made them, Shop and make the things look pretty as if you made them. You know, we, we, we do not discriminate when we enjoy espresso. Okay, we do not go like, is this, you know, organic? No, no, no. Is, is this delicious, we ask, okay? So maybe, so maybe not all of us can, can, you know, lead worship, sing. Maybe not all of us can be involved in hospitality. Um, maybe, you know, you, you think that I do not have the social batteries to be an usher. It's okay. But all of us here can serve in one extra way. We can serve by being a bringer. We can serve by being a bringer. And maybe for some of you, that's your role. God's blessed you with, with, with relationships in your life. And, and, and maybe the Word of God today is, is to... Is for you to connect them to the reality of God. Amen? There's some people, I, I joke this all the time, but it's a true story. There's some people, when I text them, they get freaked out. You go, oh, please fix me. Oh. All I asked was, how are you? And then they go like, how are you? He's asking, how am I? How am I? Why is he asking, how am I? What did I do? But there are some people, you know what I'm saying? But there are some people only you can reach. So reach them, bring them, connect them. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you 
for your word. And God, we are so glad that we're able to just, you know, get into the heart of the issue again and remember again why we do what we do, why we gather for church. God, this is not a social club. This is not a social club. God, we're not here. This is not just, you know, the warm-up for lunch or dinner. No, Lord, this is heaven on earth. And so God, help us in this year to honour you in the way that you deserve to be honoured. Help us, Lord, to see this as our confession. And Lord, help us, Lord, to start confessing. Lord, that you are the most important. You are the Lord of our lives, the Lord of our time, the Lord of our work. And because you are the true Lord, we can rest, we can stop, we can come and we can sit at your feet. God, help us, Lord, this year as we gather to come with a sense of wonder and excitement and expectation because, Lord, your church is meant to be a place of supernatural power. Help us, Lord, to be a people that will keep prophesying and role modeling and showcasing what heaven on earth looks like. Help us to love people like how we are loved by heaven. Help us, Lord, to share because there is abundance in heaven. Help us to forgive because there is forgiveness from heaven. Help us to love and connect people to that. And God, I pray, Lord, help us, Lord, to see again that the church is is provided by you and Lord you're inviting us to be involved you're inviting us to be involved in this life-saving mission called church and so God we will provide we will provide manpower we will provide by bringing a friend we will Lord do our part for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.